Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Marcus Aurelius's Meditations for Modern Life. I'd firstly, and this is following a couple of weeks or so without uh, giving you guys a new episode, would just like to say thank you really for the value that you guys are showing to this show. Definitely wants to, or inspires me to keep going, knowing that uh, you guys are valuing the content. On that, I've also noticed, of course, that you love the fact it's the bite-sized chunks that you can, you know, relate to modern life and no doubt go back over and listen again um, at certain times where you know that kind of understanding and perception may help you, you know, with something that you're going through in the moment. So on that, please do keep supporting the show, share it where you can. And as I say, the more I see it being valued the more episodes I'll continue to do um, and want to do as well. Because at the end of the day, I'm doing this to help, you know, a wider audience, as wider audience as possible. And therefore, the wider that becomes, the more I'm going to be, you know, doing everything I can to give this great content to you. So let's keep it bite-sized, Adam, and uh, move on to the passage for this episode. Of course, we're on book two. And we're now on to passage five. Every hour of the day, give vigorous attention, as a Roman and as a man, to the performance of the task in hand with precise analysis, with unaffected dignity, with human sympathy, with dispassionate justice, and to vacating your mind from all its other thoughts. And you will achieve this vacation if you perform each action as if it were the last of your life. Freed, that is, from all lack of aim, from all passion-led deviation from the ordinance of reason, from pretense, from love of self, from dissatisfaction with what fate has dealt you. You see how few things a man needs to master for the settled flow of a God-fearing life. The gods themselves ask nothing more of one who keeps these observances. Okay, so you may well have heard in the past the term being present, uh, which is effectively exactly what Marcus is talking about here. It's not letting your mind waver aside from exactly what you're doing in that moment. This is basically what we do when we meditate, for example. Um, that's why, you know, you may hear that meditation is good for you, helps you minimize stress, can help you come up with the most inspiring ideas. It's not a coincidence that the most inspiring ideas come to you when you're in a state of balance. So you're not focused on what you perceive are issues in life. You're not focused on what you perceive are pleasures. You're in a perfect state of harmony, balance. You switch your mind off. You give it that break from the outside stresses. You're becoming present. You're just focusing on that moment in hand. If you go to the gym, for example, if you're just focusing on whilst training, let's say you want to build some muscle. If you're training and you're lifting weights, but you're thinking about the clothes that someone else in the gym's wearing, you're thinking about what you're having for dinner after. Your results aren't going to be the same as if you're completely zoned in on feeling that muscle doing the job that it's doing at that precise moment. 
So you're connecting from your nervous system to that muscle. You're going to get a better response because you're in that moment and that's what you're focusing on and you're getting the maximum benefit for what you're actually doing in that time. You can relate that to just about anything in life. But before I continue and talk a little more on that, just want to deviate slightly um, to the part that talks about free from all passion-led deviation. It's quite amazing um, to sort of realise that the the philosophy of this is actually you know backed up now by science, in that our brains do have what we call like a reward centre the amygdala, okay? If we're under, um, say, uh, like what we perceive as a time of stress or if we perceive something lacking in our life, we tend to seek a reward because that brings like pleasure into our life, a short-term pleasure. You know, that could be that takeaway after a stressful day at work or a glass of wine after that stressful day at work. So, if we're like perceiving something as stressful, we want to activate that reward center. Now, if we're doing things or living our life based on the avoidance, say, of pain and the seeking of pleasure, are we always going to be giving our best to the task at hand? Let's take a an, an important uh, sorry an important assignment whether it's for work or, or maybe at a university or college or what have you. Now, if whilst doing that, your brain keeps wondering, someone was horrible to you earlier that day, you know, and you're, you're kind of thinking about it, you're holding resentment to it, and that, that plays on your mind, okay? If that assignment that you're doing is, you know, requiring quite, quite a bit of detailed thought, objective thought, your mind is battling with this part of it is trying to re- respond to this feeling of resentment. You're no, you're therefore already through your thoughts trying to ignite the reward center because you're thinking, Hey, I need a break. I'm like, you know what? When I finish this, I'm going to go, I'm going to go eat, eat this because it's going to make me feel better. You may not be conscious of the fact it's going to make you feel better, but you think it's, you know, you kind of associate it with it. You're seeking a reward because of the stress that you're feeling thinking about this, like resentments or something you perceive as being bad that somebody's done earlier in the day. Similarly, if you are in an infatuation state with, with, with a person that you may like or something, how's that going to affect what you're doing on this assignment? You know, so you've got your brain wandering over on those thoughts as well. You know, you start writing and then you forget what you're writing about because you've just started thinking about that person again. You will achieve the best results from that assignment, though, if your brain is clear of infatuation, it's clear of resentment, you're in a perfect balance of harmony, you're not therefore activating the reward center of your brain. When you activate the reward center, guess what happens? you downregulate the executive center of the brain. Okay, they are linked. If you're staying in that executive center because you're inspired by the task at hand, you're completely focused on what you're doing at the moment, you're not under stress, you're not seeing the task as being, you're not feeling like a lopsided elation even from it. 
you're not feeling a resentment or a negative view to it. You're just doing the task at that moment. So you're just thinking on exactly what you're doing. You're going to achieve that task much better because you're staying in that executive center of your brain. And you could take that down to just cleaning a room. <laughs> you will achieve it much better. And it will actually be, interestingly as well, if you're, rather than thinking, oh, I hate cleaning, if you're actually just focusing on what you're doing at that precise moment, you'll actually find, oh, that wasn't that bad at all. Because you just did it and you focused on what you were doing. And guess what? You're going to do a much better job probably then as well, like you would with that assignment. So that's why um, the metaphor there that Marcus uses is to act as if it's the last thing you're doing in life. Because if it's the last thing that you're doing, you're going to be living in that moment because you're valuing that moment, you're enjoying that moment. And guys, you know what? Life is short, as I touched on before. We are just specks in this universe, okay? Enjoy what you're doing in the moment. Give it all your attention. You will achieve it much, you know, to, sorry, you will achieve it um, to a much higher level than you would do if you're letting your mind wander and be filled with thoughts pain, resentment, infatuation, pleasure. So let's therefore say it's an assignment that you're doing for work. Now, even if you're doing this assignment and you really want to do it, you may have been set this assignment and really want to do it because you feel grateful that the person who set it for you, like depends on you that way, you therefore probably want to prove your worth in doing it. Why would you want, why would you feel like that? Because of what rewards or what may come as a result of you doing it well. So it's not just the facts that you don't want to have a negative emotion to it, i.e. why the hell have I got to do this? Both of those lopsided perceptions will affect your performance on the task. Because if you're doing it for reward or for, for some kind of pleasure that you think is going to come as a result of you doing it really well, you're doing it not for the benefit necessarily of that assignment, but for what someone else will perceive um, as to, yeah, their, sorry, their perception of the quality of the work that you've just put in. So there's going to be that lopsided um, sort of you know, view or the, the brain's going to be considering that fact as well as actually just focusing on the task. If you're treating it, therefore, though, like it's the last thing that you're doing in life, your mind is just going to be focused solely on what you're actually doing at that time. And that's going to cause you to, like, fulfill that task to the best of your potential. The other thing as well here is that if you are sort of doing something for a reward or to avoid pain, guess how you're going to feel when you do put in all that work, think you've done a great job, tried to do it to impress the person who has set you the task and they don't then show the sort of gratitude or praise that you're expecting. Think how you may feel then. You're setting yourself up to actually feel an emotion that will, you know, at some point can be, will lead to a negative because there's always going to be a balance of positives and negatives. So you may feel great being set this task, but therefore you may therefore, sorry, you're setting yourself up for 
feeling bad because you're in your head completing that task really well as a fantasy you're just you're seeing these benefits that are going to come as a result and you don't see any negatives that will come as a result if again though if it's the last thing you're doing in life you're not thinking about what's happening after because it's the, the last thing that you are doing in life and therefore you not only complete it better but you actually will feel better after no matter what follows. Mm-hmm.